Welcome back to Two Birds, One Stone, an Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's been a crazy week, as many weeks have been for the Cardinals and the 2022 season. We're going to get into a bunch, uh, but before we get into it all, uh, here's an ad from our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to in betting on the NFL this holiday season. They've got same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options, and much more. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. Big! Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The Arizona Cardinals lose on Sunday to the Broncos 24-15. to Boo, oh no, we're so sad they lost. That sucks. We never root for losses. Uh, but this currently has I the do. Cardinals picking number four overall in the draft, pending tonight's uh, Packers-Rams game. The Rams lose again, then the Lions, I believe, will be at four, and the Cardinals would be at five. Um, either way, we're at a top five pick, which the possibilities are endless. Um, who would have thought, you know? It's really sad. And we haven't had to worry about this in a couple years where, like, even since, I guess, 2820, uh, they were about eight and eight. They were fighting for a playoff spot. It's been a two, three seasons now since we've had to just realize the season was completely over by this point. So, it sucks, but we march onward. Uh, like I said, 24 to 15, the 24 points the Cardinals allowed were the most the Broncos offense have scored all season long. That's pretty wild. Woohoo! Clap it up. With Mark Rippon, not or not Mark Rippon. That's fucking um, Redskins. What the great. His name? Brett Rippon. That's Mark's nephew. Um, yeah, so what I mean. I think we honestly sucked, went man. in and out on the game, but not a great, not um, a very entertaining game. I kind of, I didn't, I, I watched the game, um, not as, you know, thoroughly as what I really should have, um, but I almost take it as a win because they lost enough to get a better positioning. Uh, the, the, the big thing that sucked was seeing Colt McCoy get his head knocked around. Um, he's Continued, out indefinitely. Yes um with a concussion um we got a little um trace mcsorley action um which was i'm sure you and i think you said you wanted to touch on that a little bit i'd love to touch on trace mcsorley um trace mcsorley is not an nfl quarterback trace mcsorley though would have a fantastic career owning a car dealership in happy valley he's like a penn state legend he beat ohio state when he was there he was on the heisman ballot not a heisman finalist but he was a heisman ballot he won him a Big Ten championship. He was the MVP of that game. He's a legend there. So let's just trace. Let's. I know it's tough. Let's call it quits. Maybe finish this season out. Move back to Pennsylvania. Open up that car dealership. Sell a shit ton of cars. Put your name on a billboard. Trace's Toyotas or some shit. And let's let's get you to where you can make some real money and get yourself out of harm's way behind this 
terrible Cardinals offensive line, you don't want to end up like Colt just ended up. So that would be my advice to Trace McSorley. And not to mention he has a song song of the century. So That's true. Um, A better um, automotive dealer name would be McSorley Motors, I think, if you were to ever. Yeah, so you can take that as you will, Trace McSorley. Um, but yeah, an overall big stinker. Um, James Conner, I thought looked, looked fresh, which he should be considering the time he's missed, um, behind a absolutely depleted offensive line. I think we had really good for like a month now. I think in the first couple of weeks we're like, okay, well, he's finally doing something. He's been steady for a while. Uh, he had Um, 16 carries, 63 yards at a touchdown, and then, uh, three more catches for around 30 yards. Remember what I said last week about fantasy? He won me my fantasy game in that one drive. He was sitting at five five points. And then the Cardinals, he catches a huge screen pass for like 40 yards. Then he runs a wildcat play to get him down to like the five. And then he pounds it in from there. So that one drive got me like 13 points. And I won by a point. I know no one gives a fuck about my fantasy team. But thank you, James Conner. Follow my fantasy advice. Play James Conner if you got him. Because he's out there for every single fucking snap. Smoke them if you got them, boys. Um, right. But yeah, um, yeah, an overall stinker. Um, I hope Colt McCoy's okay. Um, it's safe to say that, like you said, Trace McSorley, Trace McSorley probably is not a future even backup quarterback for the Cardinals. Um, Throw in they just ride with Colt. Um, something, something to do with Colt getting injured. Why are you running a read option quarterback. Uh, why are you giving Cole McCoy the option to keep the ball in that, even in that situation? So he's a 36 I, or eight year old quarterback. Who's not, he's not a mobile guy. I mean, just because I get it. That's his offense with Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray's out for the season. You got a game plan differently, right? I think the way I would look at it is you're right. It, I mean, it is the same offense. It's not like he can scrap the whole thing in week 15. I think he doesn't anticipate Colt to keep those. I think Colt is already liked. Well, I mean, that's it. it's the... his body. Hey, and guess what? He picked up the first down. He got fucking murdered, but he picked up that first down. So you can, and, you I mean, cannot it be sending, way, so you cannot be sending Colt McCoy on fucking read option. You you cannot give Colt McCoy the ability to keep to keep the ball and run. And like his a, body, his choice. Just, I mean, I guess that just seems <laughs> like a. It it seemed like Cliff was sort of reaching, like he's just grasping at straws for anything any kind of big play anything that he can do or it's just him being lazy and not implementing any sort of new playbook for i think a read option is still i mean you could look around the fucking lions probably have a read option in their playbook with golf i think it's a pretty standard play it's just uh, it just happened to be the play he kept it he did pick up the first and he got rocked a little bit um but no it, this is the kind of game too where it's like oh well Kyler was out, so it's kind of an excuse for Cliff to to not have to win a game. Fucking, Nath- you not got case. out. You got out coached by Nathaniel Hackett. You got out coached by. The case. I mean, he's been a laughing stock. Worst coach in the long. league. Yeah, I think that's that him and Cliff are probably unfair. both been touted as the worst worst coaches in the league. And he won that game with uh, Brett Rippon, um, a guy that yep. started four games in his career. Um, he got a, a a lot of help from his running game and his defense forced uh, multiple turnovers. So, I mean, good for Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos to get it to get I think a I saw a stat on, I think I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, it was, I think it was Alex Clancy tweeted that um, the Broncos had more rushing yards than the Cardinals had passing yards. Yeah. 
Uh, we can get to team overall team stats. I did want to pull those up. The Cardinals had a total of 13 first downs to the Broncos, 23. The Cardinals had 240 total yards. The Broncos had 324. Uh, where's their rushing? Broncos ran for 168 yards. That's healthy on, uh, yeah. what, like 4.8 yards a carry. So, yeah, the run defense still isn't isn't there and it hasn't been. But no, this was a game like I like I told you before we even started. It's like, well, I mean, we don't have to get real too deep into it. I don't think a lot of Cardinals media is really diving deep into the X's and O's and play by play at this point of the season because it's over. Like it's we're going to tune in every Sunday and we're going to watch this team probably lose, especially now with McCoy out. We're going to be rolling with with McSorley probably for the next three games. That Christmas matchup, boys, the NFL pissed off. They who, got who is it? They got. Three shitty games. I know they have the Broncos and Rams is one of the games on Christmas. And we got the Cardinals and Bucks. Bucks sitting at six and eight now. Still winning their division. Yes, six and six eight, games. still winning their division. And you got a, a Trace McSorley primetime game coming right down the pipe. So there you go, Roger. Which honestly, Dello. honestly might sell. It might sell. It would sell better than Colt McCoy, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's a mess of a schedule, but watch. It's the a mess of a season. It's really a mess ratings of a season. will still be head and shoulders above any NBA day that games or Very game true. that day. So they'll, they'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, no, it has been a mess of a season. Um, a couple bright spots from the game. JJ Watt had like a vintage defensive player of the year game, uh, three sacks, a pass defense, uh, did you see what he tweeted? He ended up – so he yeah. has this monster game. He gets back on the flight, and Monday morning he's got a text from somebody at the NFL. Hey, uh, we've got a random uh, drug screening uh, urine test today. Be sure to have it submitted in three hours or something like that. So it's I, you see that every once in a while when guys have huge games and they come back and it's like, damn, they really think I played this good? So, hey, he's, you're doing something right if they think that you're fucking juicing. So – yeah, he was incredible. It would be awesome to be able to keep him. He's 34 years old. You've got him and Zach Allen. I mean, I think this is an easy answer. Who would you keep if you had to pick between J.J. Watt and Zach Allen? I don't think it's as easy as what you think it is because in my mind, as far as players to retain, if you're just if you're just talking about defense, Buda Baker's obviously number one. Well, he's under contract. But, he's good. Well, I'm just saying in, in the general scheme of things. But J.J. Watt almost has to be number two. I mean, just based on kind of what he brings as far as leadership, team-wise, I mean, he's probably one of the greatest defenders of all time. I, I, I don't no, think that no you need to over... He has and is still a pretty great player. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Give him another three-year deal? No. Like... Well, I mean, if the money's right, I don't think you – I I think you, you, you definitely can't overpay him because that's burned us in the you past. You overpaid him in the first place. Which yeah, that's he's, when he's true. been on the field, he's been great, but he has not been healthy, and the team hasn't. Been I think I as could, successful as we all thought. I could see him taking some sort of pay cut to stay there. You know, <laughs> he just had a no way, dude. No way, he takes a pay cut to stay here. You're mm, you're sitting at another rebuild, a whole a cleaning of the front office, probably a new head coach. I don't know. I feel you like he likes you Arizona. To go play in, you don't think you want oh, to I'm go sure. play in Pittsburgh? Or Buffalo play with his brothers. I don't know. I, hate, I think I, I don't can, know. This might be negative. I think we can kiss JJ Watt goodbye, and I would like to see him stay. But like you said, I think he'd almost have to take a pay cut from what he's getting paid now, 
And there's another team out there that's going to pay up a playoff contender like the Chiefs, Bills, one of the, the Eagles. They don't need help on the front. But other teams out there that are ready to win now that are going to be willing to pay more than the Cardinals are. So I think the right is probably side, on the wall for he. On, on the, on the, the flip door, side but. of that, you really don't want to let a guy like Zach Allen go because I have a strong no, feeling that he's going to be him. another – I have a, f- a strong feeling he's going to be like another Hassan Reddick who's going to blow up and do fucking crazy shit the the season after he gets traded yeah. or, or not traded. He gets I was going to bring him up. He's got, uh, I think, three straight years with 11 or more sacks with three different teams. Like, yeah. Hassan Reddick has been great. He's been a guy that has went and got paid. He signed a one-year deal with the, with the Panthers, kind of a prove it. He proved it. He had a great season. Now with the Eagles, he's dominating again, and he's flourishing – because of the help that he's got on that front. You got Fletcher Cox and uh, Brandon Graham, a couple really good pass rushers, disruptive players up front. So that only helps you, but he's produced wherever he's been besides the Cardinals. Even when he but was you on the Cardinals, when Zach you put Allen him in go. the right spot, he's he right. played well. But Zach Which, Allen to the Cardinals' really credit, they, inter- they they kind of put him in the spot because wasn't he, he was – an outside linebacker to start, right? He's drafted as a middle linebacker. He plays outside and then, edge, and then right they put now. him on the yeah. edge. Yeah. yeah. So, but either way, you can't, you can't let, you cannot let Zach Allen walk at all. That's that's I, as much as I'd love to keep JJ. If you had to pick one or the other, you have to retain Zach Thank Allen. You. Just you, but you, you just, said the right answer. Yeah, I'd love to see him bring him back, like you said, but uh, you, you're looking at JJ Watt, Zach Allen, and. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, one of these premier pass rushers, defensive front guys. I mean, that's that's appealing. That's a solid – you build from up up front, in my opinion, and that's a good start uh, for sure, even if you only get another two or two years out of J.J. Watt. Um, but that's, uh, that's one of them. Trey McBride did some shit. Hell, he had four catches, 55 yards. That's career high, I believe, in yards for Trey. Really doing uh, something, huh? I, as, I was going to say, as far as offense goes – I mean, that's that's about it. That Trey McBride stat line, James Conner, as we mentioned, and I think Hopkins had seven catches, 60 yards or something like that. But there's not much doing doing on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Buda Baker, Buda Baker, seven tackles, uh, two pass breakups, an interception. Fucking guy is still just showing up to work every fucking day, clocking in, playing his fucking dick off. And you got to respect him for that. Did you see the uh, the video with him? Um, after the Patriots game. Yes. So he's, I'll put it in right here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for coming. So it's a heartbreaking loss, and they lose on primetime again, another loss at home. Uh, But as he's coming off the field, he takes the time to go over to the stands and thank, like, 20 fans as he's walking along to the tunnel, shaking their hands, giving them gear, just thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. He knows it's a shit product. Like, he knows that we deserve better than what we're getting. So, it, I mean, as a fan, to sit there and, like, see him take the time to do that, because I don't see that that often, to take the time and do that, I thought that was very special for him to do that. So Behind, behind Fitz and maybe 
but but behind Fitz and Pat Tillman, he's probably like the third best Cardinal of all time. Uh, if you want to go modern era, I mean, I can make some arguments for Larry Wilson and Roger Worley and Deerdorf and some of those guys. But as far as like 21st century, yeah, Buddha's probably top three, top five. As far I mean, as everybody, lo- who no one has a bad thing to say about Buda Baker. If we could play no. with fucking 22 Buda Bakers out there, sign me up for it. He just plays as hard as anybody out there. He's undersized. He's got that underdog like mental- mentality about him. Um, whenever we do get new uniforms, that's that's the that's the jersey I'm buying. I'm waiting. I'm holding out for that. But mm-hmm. um, what else? This week was a lot. Uh, um, we had Steve Kime news break. Um, the Cardinals, I think it was Ian Rappaport first reported that um, he would be taking a health-related leave of absence from the team. I'll put that clip in here. Tumultuous week for the Cardinals. General Manager Steve Kime took a health-related leave of absence. There's some real doubt, I would say, that he is actually back with the Cardinals, which means they could end up needing a new general manager, which means, Rich, owner Michael Bidwell will face a decision at the end of the year. Does he bring back Coach Cliff Kingsbury, or does he clean house entirely after a lost season? I have no reaction. You know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's you know that's that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. Obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck. Yeah, I have a great appreciation for um, Steve, as you guys know, and um, always will. And um, you know, with Adrian and Q, um, it's been the same. We've had a great relationship since they've been here, and, and uh, we all want to do the best for this organization. And so, it'll be uh, you know good communication moving forward with us three. It sounds to me, it doesn't sound like, especially when, from what Vance Joseph said, that it doesn't sound like that's a guy that um, they're worried about their physical health. It doesn't, I don't know, I'm not, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but when he says, I have no like comment, I have no feelings, like right now, like it doesn't sound like they're like, man, we're sending our best wishes. Like we really hope he gets better. Like you don't get that vibe. I don't know what you got out of that. Um, yeah, it seemed like um, if we think back to whenever um, Bruce Arians took a leave of absence um, because of health-related, I hear this past year or two, I think, yeah. whenever he's with the Bucks, it seemed like, uh, which, again, this is all speculation. I don't know the facts. Steve Kime, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's well. I hope you get better. Um, we're not discrediting anything. Um, just speculating. Um, it seemed like the reaction to that was a little bit different, especially from your defensive coordinator who you work closely with i'm sure every on the day like day-to-day basis um if you're just grasping for some kind of reaction from that i would think that you would expect some sort of i hope he feels better i hope he's feeling well um we're praying for him or something of that nature it didn't really seem like we got much of that out of H. joseph or cliff really he was just like i mean i have a lot of respect for him he's the one that brought me in here he gave me a chance uh but I'm going to work with Adrian Wilson and Q and get like, he changed the subject quickly. And I don't know. It just, if it was something serious, like if it was like, okay, he's having some kind of issue. Like, I feel like there would be a little more remorse. It just sounds to me like they're talking about a guy, they're giving him his bet, their best wishes. We hope he does succeeds going forward, blah, blah. It sounds like they already know that he's out of there. Yeah. Um, and we had a, a report from Jonathan Jones uh, from CBS sports that further submitted that and said that he's all but out um, and that the Cardinals will be moving on 
Um, he said that Michael Bid- Bidwell at the team's um, minority advancement program that they put on every year. Um, every minority coach, executive, front office member in the league gets together and talks with all the owners, kind of like a networking deal. Um, apparently, he's already kind of putting feelers out there, um, talking with different people, seeing what's out there, trying to get his dip his foot in the water a little bit and uh, start the process of moving on. So we do wish Steve Kahn the best, but I think prior to this, we would all we all saw that he needed to be on anyway. So if this, this leads to that, we hope he, if it is health related, that he does get better, but for the sake of the Cardinals and the health of their franchise, it's probably best that he moves on uh, regardless. I agree. We had, Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Do you, do you think that for that position, do you want someone hired within the franchise or do you want some new blood? So I have like two opinions on this with especially Adrian Wilson in particular and Quentin Harris, he played for the team uh, from I think 03 to 05. So he's, he's been a player, but right after that, he's, he's obviously had more front office experience than a dub. Um, number one negative about bringing Adrian Wilson back. And let's say that that is the choice that they would go to is I know it's probably not likely, but there's a chance he still has some of those, Steve Kime, Cardinals ideals in him. Like that's all he knows. That's all he was brought up under. You would almost really just want a fucking flush the toilet, completely fresh mm-hmm. start, rip the bandaid off um, that you could get by getting an outside hire. And the Cardinals, I don't think it's been well-documented now. You've heard it on every Cardinals podcast you've listened to probably. They haven't hired an outside general manager since 1994. So that's well prior to Michael Bidwell taking over. Uh, back when his dad was still running shit back in the nineties, it's just not something that the Cardinals do. Um, but I think Bidwell is different than his dad. I think he is a more aggressive owner. He spends more, he takes more chances. Maybe we'll finally see it. Um, but the other downside, I believe to bring in Adrian Wilson, you've got this guy that is beloved. We talked about how much everybody loves Buda Baker right up there is Adrian Wilson, the the style he played, physicality. He was an underdog guy. He always played behind, like, in the shadows of, like, Ed Reed and Palomalu and that era. We never thought he got the love he deserved. So we overcompensated as Cardinals fans. Like, he's the fucking dude. He's the best. Hopefully he gets Hall of Fame votes someday. I think he deserves those. Um, He's in the ring of honor, all these accolades, fan base that loves him. How shitty would it be if he gets in there and it's a disaster? And everything falls apart around him. And how quickly will these turn fans turn on him? Be like, like fire it up, get him out of here. Trash. But I just, I don't want to see that. That's selfishly. That's why I don't want to see like one of the reasons I don't want to see Wilson get that job is because I don't want it to go South. You see it with John Elway, like he got them a super bowl and that wasn't even enough. People want him out in Denver because he hasn't been able to find a quarterback after Peyton Manning. Like he gets heat. And that's one of the, what 15 greatest players in NFL history to brought you two or three, two Super Bowls. Like it, it does. It's all what, what have you done for me lately? And if Wilson comes in and he doesn't succeed, I don't want everything to just fucking burn down around him. So that's fine. Yeah, kind of- I agree. Maybe that's kind of why Fitz has kind of stayed away a little bit from the upper office, upper management type thing. I think maybe he 
this all speculation. Maybe he saw some sort of writing on the walls that something was going to go south. That's why he kind of retired quietly and kind of um, went off on his own path. Um, but it's early. You know, he could always get into it. I mean, he's doing the TV deal. Um, you can kind of start to see him open up a little more specifically about Kyler and some of his things. Um, but I don't think there's any doubt that that fits. fits I, it's all hearsay, but credited reporters have said that he, he didn't love the way that Kyler was handled when he first got brought in, just handed the keys of the car right away. When I mean, he comes from an era, a rookie, you fucking carry everybody's pads in and you go through the hazing and there's no fucking way Kyler went through any of that shit. So maybe, maybe that kind of rubbed him the wrong way. And he's a different, he's a 20, he's like a millennial starting quarterback. He dealt with like Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner, like men's men, not guys that sit down and play video mm-hmm. games all the time. So, I mean, who knows? I love Kyler. You guys all know that this is a different style guy and maybe Fitz was, we love Fitz. He was on the downhill slide anyway. It's about time for him to go. Not a whole lot of acceleration in him anymore. And uh, I don't think there was a lot to the fact that – I think it was just time. I don't think he saw this team's going downhill. I can't do it anymore. I got to get out of here. I think it was just time for him to retire. He played yeah, fucking I mean, nearly 20 my, years as a receiver. If if he was really on the this team's going downhill, I got to get out of here, that would have happened a long fucking time ago. I was going to say, would have so, been in 20, right after 2018. I would have I thought he would he would have hung it up. But yeah, so who knows? I assume you would want to go outside higher. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that, um, like you said, flush the toilet, you doesn't seem to be working out that well to be um, hiring, hiring within, especially for that position. I know Steve, Steve Kime has been uh the the gm for how long at least a decade right around then yeah probably a decade so i'm i mean and how many super bowl rings does the cardinals have as a franchise we got none brother you can't it's not working you 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 need some new perspective you need i mean it's a copycat league steal somebody from somebody else like that has a uh uh is used to winning like has has a winning personality um Every single person in the Arizona Cardinals building has a losing it has a losing track record. Every single one of them. They all are losers. Every single one of them. As soon as you step in the building and you're there for a season, you're losers because you've never won a Super Bowl. So bring someone from with from outside, freshen up the place, um, flush the toilet, like you said. I think that's probably yeah. what needs to happen. Same with coach, same with GM, same with everything. I mean, I mean, almost the entire whole coaching staff. I was going to ask you about Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph is as well during this no, off season in my opinion if Cl- and cliff goes he needs to go also Cl- oh, clean that, it up clean you everything never take, see it, that. take everybody out if your head coach is fired you'd rarely see them retain assistance so if, if cliff's gone everybody in my gone. mind you look at you look at a yeah right but uh just to further back that i mean if you n- name some of the names on this offense i mean jj watt which this is on a fully healthy offense, but I'm tired of the fucking injury excuse. Everybody, or I meant defense, tired of the fucking injury excuses. Everybody has fucking injuries. Everybody, like every year, it's something that every single team deals with. But the the players you have on the defensive side of the ball, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, who's, who's, I mean, uh, top 15, 20 corner in the league. Um, Zach Allen, um, you have good... uh, 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 some names on the, on the, your defensive yeah, front, um, young, young, young players, uh, fucking Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. 
Vance Joseph is honestly is just as much on the hot seat as, as what Cliff is to me because of how terrible yeah. that defense is, how inconsistent they are. Um, that yeah. that hey, I think hey, is everybody's cleaning out. Like, you don't got to worry about it, buddy. Yeah, they're all going. It's it's not yeah. it's not something you need to worry about. They're they're I think it's a ninety percent chance we see all fresh new faces next year, and we all need it. So, um, the next story that broke the very next day. Um, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Do these two men, can you tell these two men apart? Yeah. Um, yeah. One has like three DUIs. The other one doesn't have any, I don't think. Right. Okay. So the one on the, on the, on the one side was, uh, Steve Kine, general manager. We just finished talking about the other was Sean Kugler. So we hope Steve Kine's better, blah, blah, blah. But this was the story that came out the next day regarding former offensive line coach uh, Sean Kugler, who was fired in Mexico City uh, in the Cardinals' Monday night game against the Niners. Didn't even coach that game, was sent home. Um, on November 21st, 2022, prior to the Cardinals' game in Mexico, um, allegations that Kugler inappropriately touched a female security guard came out. So uh, the Cardinals parted ways, sent him home on a flight. Now, a month removed from that, Cooler's coming out and filing for arbitration against the Cardinals, saying he was wrongfully fired. Um, his statement from his lawyers came out. They said the allegations against Coach Kugler are simply untrue and have caused Sean, his wife, and family enormous personal and per- professional damage. Coach and his family have been desperate to understand from the Cardinals front office and others what rational or evidence was used to terminate him for cause. The Cardinals dismissed Kugler from the organization without conducting a thorough investigation or interviewing him at all. So that's a little red flaggy. Then you have, what was the guy's name that sent this tweet out? God damn it. Um, A reporter, I believe around the NFL came out and, put that story out. And then at the very bottom, he put a picture um, at the very end. It said it was a case of miscommunication or mistaken identity in quotes. And it had a picture of Steve Kime and Sean Kugler, two guys that you could tell kind of have the same vibe going on bald and goatee fellas. How much of a fucking stretch would that be to say, not only did the Cardinals let their general manager get away with harassing a, a security guard, but we're going to frame our offensive line coach and get kick him out the door with no cause. We're not even going to investigate. We're not even going to interview it. It's all seems way too far fetched, but that tweet I just mentioned Ian Rappaport retweeted it. Like, like we said earlier, doesn't seem like from at least the coach's standpoint that time was let go due to his health. Maybe they know more to the story than we do, but as all the crazy stories that could possibly have come out of this season, that's gotta be the wildest. Like if that is true, I'm it's 90% not true in my opinion, but the fact that there's even any smoke around that is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, the more and more gets, I, the more and more I look into it and the more and more like, which is really not a whole lot to look into. It's really just that article, but I mean, that would be a deal. That was true, but I don't know. To me, it seems just like a clickbaity reachy thing. Um, it kind of seems like kind of cheap, um to do like you're very farly connecting two dots that are on very opposite ends of the room 
Um, I don't know who the reporter is. I don't really care, but it seems to be pretty, pretty cheap in my opinion. Um, if you like kind of unfair factual, to see Kyle. Yeah. If you don't have factual evidence and you can't to, just to say that. something like that, that's, that's fucked. And maybe in, in Coogler's, uh quote or statement he meant nothing by that he meant like literally like maybe somebody else looked similar to me i I doubt that he was insinuating the idea that maybe i was mistaken for steve kime but it was taken and ran with and who knows maybe a month from now we come on and we're like holy shit that is what happened it was it was fucking stevie boy down there having a few cocktails and touching up a freaking security guard hopefully that's not the case Hopefully it was nobody affiliated with the Cardinals at all. But on top of the James Saxton offseason firing, apparently for domestic assault uh, against a a woman as well. This is all what I'm talking about, about the dysfunction and going back down to the bottom rungs of the NFL. All this outside bullshit that you just see in in the headlines weekly or daily, it seems. It doesn't look good for you. It doesn't look good to a Sean Payton or a fucking D'Amico Ryans. It can't. It doesn't help you. That's for sure. No, no. Yeah, it's a bad look. Bad look all around. I hope it's not true. Um, for in any instance, uh, for Kugler and also for Kime, but it would be wild if it was. That's for sure. <sighs> so that's that story. I wish, like, I wanted to. Ha- I wanted to ask, like, I want. I hope I wanted to have ask somebody on and like talk about it and be like, can you just explain this to me? Like, I'm fucking twelve. Like, I don't. I don't understand how these dots are connected. And I see people are talking about it. The mistake, and I, I like. I don't get how it's even possible. Like, can you sit me down and be like, okay, well, it actually makes sense because of this, this, and this, and it's not just complete bullshit that was put out in the air but to me it seems like a stretch a reach it seems cheap it seems um like poor journalism yeah yeah (laughs) yeah fake news um all right what else we got uh we got the uh bucks coming up on christmas day we're good old christmas present we're hoping to avoid uh back-to-back christmas day losses list this this won't hurt me at all last season sucked uh, yeah. Losing to the Colts, uh, well, that knocked us down to ten and four. We're in the midst of that collapsing skid. That one hurt, ruined my Christmas. Um, this one, I don't think anybody really cares. Like I said, we're not rooting for losses. It'll be fun to sit back with your family and drink some eggnog and open Christmas uh, presents under the tree and have the Cardinals on TV, but that's about it. You're not looking for much else. Maybe some good plays from Buddha. Hopkins makes a play or two, but in all reality, it doesn't matter. Um, but we'll get back on here and talk about it. Then we got the Falcons, and I believe we close out with the 49ers. So that's kind of the uh, in-season outlook. Um, I don't know. you have anything else that you wanted to hit on this week? No, not really. Um, what time do they play on Sunday? Or not Sunday? It's the late yeah, game. The late oh, game. Oh, that'll be cool. Prime time, just like last year. They didn't even mix that up. So, yeah, like we said, yeah, McSorley we'll... versus Brady. Match up David and Goliath. Yep. Brady loves losing to quarterbacks who aren't that good. So, yeah. like, uh, what's his face? Kenny Pickett. Um, he lost to Kenny Pickett. Rick, Kenny... No, the quarterback he just lost to. That was uh, – Rookie Brock Purdy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. So maybe um, that'll happen again. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, they wore their red pants for the first time on the road all season. I love that uniform matchup. That's like my favorite. White tops, the red pants. I think that's their best look besides the all blacks. And Kyler didn't even get to wear them. We got to see fucking McCoy. And it's kind of a waste, but the uniforms are coming. Uh, we're going to say that every episode until it actually happens. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. A little shorter of an episode. We're just trying to make it through the end of the season, folks. Um, then we're going to have some good draft content. We might live stream the draft. Um, hopefully have some good guests on uh, to kind of get their thoughts on how we how we go forward. What do we do from here after this uh, terrible open invite to, season? Open invite to um, Jennifer Lopez to come on our show. Just throwing that Jayla. out there. Yeah, she'll probably make time for a schedule. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. We really kind of hit a rough patch at the end of this one. So thanks for sticking with us. If you're still there, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, and download all of the episodes. And tune in next week when we talk about the Christmas Day miracle that is McSorley win over the mighty Tom Brady. Thanks for listening. Go Birds.